Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 250. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. We are back together again in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. More specifically, the Casa de Cold Coffee, where mm-hmm. the sun is shining. There's not a cloud to be seen in the sky. It's about 55 degrees. The window is open as we're overlooking the expansive grounds of the Casa de Cold Coffee. And I had to look I had so to, expansive. So expansive, man. And I had to uh I had to take my jacket off, man. It's so you're, sit- you're sitting in the sun. You got sitting- you got the sun seat. Oh man, it's coming right in. It's a I, you just you just I mean, listen, God bless the rest of the country and the rest of the world for that matter. There are some fine places to live. But I'm telling you, when you can have a uh, a Thursday afternoon in January where it's damn near sixty degrees and the Sunny. sun is shining. It's nice. Yeah, I was out driving earlier uh, this morning, and it was uh, a little darker, and there were some clouds, but uh, in Agent H is like, oh, I wonder if it's going to rain. I'm like, dude, those aren't rain clouds. That's just like whatever front or some sort of weather system that's going through because by the time it gets to the later part of the morning, it just burns off, and then it's just beautiful. And, yeah, right now it is absolutely fantastic, unless it's like super early. I think it was about 6, 6.30 in the morning. Uh, I had a jacket on, but even then I was like, I don't really think I need this jacket. And by the time it got around 8 p.m. or 8 a.m., it was just like, you don't need a jacket it's beautiful, right now. Man. So shout and out of course to you wearing the shorts. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, I'm wearing the shorts. I mean, it could be 20 degrees and I'd still be wearing the shorts. So that's not really indicative of what the weather is like. That's but true. I guess we'll just say shout out to uh, to everybody that's making the trip to Las Vegas next week for USC 246 because you will be greeted by some absolutely gorgeous weather. So yes. Uh, what, what you we, will enjoy it. We will play fine hosts. Speaking of playing fine hosts, uh, it is a nice Thursday afternoon, and a little bit of day drinking happening courtesy mm-hmm. of the fine folks at Latchkey Brewing. Thank you, Latchkey. 1795 Hancock Street, San Diego, California, if you're out there and you want to get some of their uh, wonderful craft brews, courtesy of, of our man Anthony Beach, who handles all the brewing there, and handles shipping us the wonderful frosty beverages from time to time. Expensive shipping, thank mm-hmm. you, sir. It is. We really do appreciate that, sir. Uh, and Starting off today with the it kind of wiped a little bit, but we believe it's the Not My Job Hazy IPA. Yeah, I was trying to bring it up, trying to bring up their website because, yeah, it felt right when you were like, are you sure it's not Not My Jam? And I was like, that feels right as well. But when you think about it, if somebody says something's not their jam, yeah, it's like, oh, I don't like it. So right. it's like, why would That'd you order? That would be terrible. I don't, I don't want to order something that's not my jam. I want to order my jam. Exactly. You know? So it makes sense that it's like, oh, it's not my job. So in this, it's like, uh, I could worry about things. I can worry about life, but that's not my job. It's not my job. I'm just going to drink just gonna beer and crack talk open podcast. this last key brewing and <laughs> enjoy some mixed martial arts. Delicious. In my uh, lovely Ohio State mug. Who the Ohio, the Ohio State, State mug. They came super, super close this year. Uh, congrats on a wonderful season, uh, Buckeyes. Spoken like somebody that didn't make it to the championship. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> wait, what, wait, what was your team? Uh, wait, what's your team? Hey, I'll tell you about my community college. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, it is the calm before the storm. USC 246 is coming next week. It will be crazy then, to say the least. Uh, it's uh, it's not, I mean, it's not a, a mad week next week in terms of scheduling, but you know a lot of media is going to be here. But uh, the thing I wanted to focus on is because – I see a lot of people out there saying, and and I'll and I'll say I think kind of accurately that the buzz isn't there right now. You know that it doesn't feel like Conor McGregor is fighting in just yeah. nine days or whatever. And, and I think there's 
some reality to that, both in yeah. the both in the MMA world and certainly on the yeah. ground here in Las Vegas. I mean, I can tell you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's uh, you know some the typical advertising or whatever, but we haven't seen anything you know out of the ordinary in terms of it. But I guess the thing that I wanted to say is that I, I would caution people to, to uh, of putting too much stock in that because I just think that's the way things are now, man. You yeah. don't get this long buildup to events the way you used to. It's not two months out, a month out, three. I mean, the run of sales basically is. The, the week out, I mean, people, just, yeah. there was just so much going on in the world, not just the world of MMA, but the world, that I don't think you can have these huge, long buildups the way the way we used to. So I think it's all about that short, impactful buzz. And, and I have yeah. no doubt in my mind by the time next week rolls around, it's going to feel like a big event. For sure. And there's also two huge things that are, are, are missing um, from this one. And, and now I kind of forgot what the second one was. But <laughs> when you think about it um, – what is one of the There's things? At least one big thing. At yeah. least one big thing is, and 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 I'll see if you're on the same page. What's one of the big things that's missing from this fight? Stakes, a title, a title. Yeah, I agree. There's absolutely no title on the line for this. I think that's a big you part know? of it. And going into a lot of the biggest fight weeks, there was this never, you know, the the guy that has the belt, nobody's able to beat him. You know, he's on this crazy run, and that's. That's all gone. Mm -hmm. So now, uh, and I don't think it's even a matter of so much of like this, all this uh, noise off to the side that's been causing. I, it's not like that's put people off of Connor, even though I'm sure there are some people that are put off because of all that noise. Um, and in that noise, I mean, you know, the, the allegations sure. of uh, assaults and, and all that good stuff. But um, the fact that there is no title on the line we haven't been getting shoved down our throats. The you know every video coming out, and uh, you know saying the title. And the other thing is, I mean, there's there's not heat here. Right. I mean, these are two guys that um, while can talk a good shit game uh, against the other, don't really have true heat going into this. It's not like the Aldo McGregor event, and it's not even like what the the Alvarez and uh, McGregor became sure. into. And even that, this is going to be more exciting, I think, for people, even though that was a title. And that's no uh, affront to Eddie. I think it's just a matter of people love Cowboy. So I think a lot of people are going to come on one side hoping that Cowboy shuts this Irish guy up, and then there's going to be a lot of people that want Connor to, to rise back to the top, and then this is just a stepping stone. So I think there's going to be a, a lot of interest. And, and you're right, once it gets to fight week, I mean – we still haven't even seen a schedule. We're supposed to see something, hopefully, by the end of the day today. So right. maybe then we can tell how crazy and how wild this, this fight week will be. Um, because if there are a lot of instances of events happening, but none of them have Connor, that's going to kill a lot of the the fight week buzz as well. You know, that's part of the reason when people come to town. I mean, the, the you know, a lot of the Irish folk that came – they know that they're going to have a good time because there's plenty of stuff to do. But also, they were watching their champion fight somebody right. else, and now the the he's not a champion anymore. And I think there's a lot of people too that are like, "Wow, this guy's been doing some crazy shit in our country. Maybe I'm not going to make a trip halfway across the world to to watch a fight." Right. You know. But for those that are like, "I just want to go to Vegas and enjoy the good fucking weather, <laughs> the sun, have some drinks, uh, and watch a good fight because be it's going to be a good fight." You're going to be able to do that. So I, we're still going to get some people, but, you know. I think 
to be honest, so I think you hit the nail on the head there. I do think the fact that there's not a title on the line does create some impact. It's funny because I think a lot of people debate sometimes what what a title even means. I mean, ah, what does the belt even mean? And you know, it doesn't even matter. But no, it does matter. You know, there there are real stakes. You like that guy is number one in the world right now, and that's not what we have here. Now, that said. You hit on something else there. What's Connor's involvement going to be in fight week? I'm intrigued to see by this, yeah. right? We had heard rumblings that maybe they were trying to do – you know, Connor came out here quite early to get adjusted the way he normally does. And there was talks of maybe doing a media day this week at the USC Performance Institute with him the same way they did, like, during the Floyd Mayweather fight week. That ended up not happening. Now, I don't know why it didn't happen. I mean, Connor is not obligated to do any of that. So, perhaps he just said, you know, I'm not interested. But – it didn't happen. Now, we know there's a press conference on Wednesday night. It's a press conference with just Connor and just Cowboy, which I think, to be honest, is smart. You know, probably won't run very long, but let's be honest. I mean, if you put some of the other names out there on the dais, they're not getting questions. You know, it's going to be all about Connor and Cowboy, right. so it'd be almost a waste of their time. Sounds like there's going to be a media day on Thursday. Connor's supposed to be there. Will he be? I, I, I don't know. We'll see. You know, maybe, you know, we've seen some instances where. You know, Nate Diaz, for instance, didn't show up. So, you know, what happens there? I I think it's going to be interesting to see because you're right. That is what's going to drive the interest. But I I think what I've I've started to realize about Conor McGregor at this point is that, I mean, because inside the bubble, in the bubble that we live in, the MMA bubble, you know, that that Dana White used to always talk about, I feel like there's not a lot of buzz right now. But I will tell you when I go, you know – make my way up to the bar at Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm right. sitting down having a frosty beverage. All those people that know what I do for a living, they want to talk about Conor right. McGregor. They want to know. And this is what's weird to me is they were all like, so tell me about this guy he's fighting. And I'm like, wait, uh, you don't know who Donald geez. Cerrone is? You know what I mean? Because they are the most casual of casual. You yeah. know? They're the most casual of casual. But but that's what it is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's It still goes to show that Conor can step away from the sport for a while and still you know maintains that, that name value. To me – Conor McGregor fights are now the Super Bowl. Like, now on TV, the Super Bowl is for the common fan, right? But we know as common fans, yeah. we're never going to a Super Bowl, right? Like, you got to know somebody to get into it. You know, yeah, it's oh, like, yeah. in it that is, aspect, yeah. <laughs> it's not made for us. Like, the, the Super Bowl is not made for the common fan. And I feel like kind of that's what's gone on with Conor McGregor fights now. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily made for the hardcore audience anymore. I mean, I think the buzz right now in the in the hardcore community is probably – a little light, but I think outside of it, I think it's big. And I mean, man, you know, talking to some people at the UFC about some of the things, you know, the the corporate sales and the, and the yeah. casino sales and all those. I mean, things that really matter behind the scenes. Not exciting stuff to talk about, yeah. But stuff that means real financial, you know, whether it's success or failure, yeah. It's all trending towards a massive success. I, well, I hope so for him. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, it, it being a Conor fight as well, I, I'm sure you have as much as, as I have in fielding the calls from the corporate USA Today, like, hey, what's the plan? You know, I'm sure you guys got plans for it, you know, and I, I always reiterate, I'm like, you know, we always have plans for fight weeks, but it always covers all kinds of shit. That's right. You know, um, I tell, you know, I'm like, we have interviews that are starting on Tuesday, but I told him, you know, like, the access to Connor and even to Cowboy, Cowboy more so will be better, I, I guarantee. But the fact that this is more than just about Connor, but a lot of times you still feel that stuff. And like you're at you're at B Dubs, people are asking you about Connor. You know, USA Today, even though they know that we're going to be interviewing a fuckload of other people, that's all they care about. What's what's the plan with Connor? Yeah, you know what's the plan with this? You know, and you know I tried to reiterate, you like 
We will be getting him. We yeah. will be doing these Are things. Are you guys getting one-on-one time with him? But like, as well. Come on, bro. Come on. As well, we will be covering the other athletes as well that are on this pay-per-view. Um, and they don't care. You know, it's and, – and, and I don't fault them for it. I completely get it. And it's not like this is new and something that is different. You know, it's the same thing when – you know, the Floyd Mayweather, it was one of those events where you're like, oh, what a shit show. But, of course, everybody's excited because they understand very few big-ticket items um, sort of stand out in the the regular noise of, of covering the UFC. And the Connor event is one of those events where uh, the vibration is bigger than normal. Yep. You know, there is a bigger splash. So I totally get it. But, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I know that f- during fight week, it's always going to be – there's going to be a buzz, even if he's not there, even if we do an open workout and he's not there. You know, it, what I love about open workouts as much as sometimes they're a shit show and you're tired and you don't want to do it is the fact that it is a fan event. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we will cover it and we will put it out for the people that don't go, it is fun to see the excitement of the fans. Super cool. You know, getting into it. And, and that's one of those free moments where they don't have to shell out you know, $150 to be in the same building as their fighters, you know. They're not going to see the action, you know, uh, the fight action, but they're getting as close as it is. And it's neat to see people, especially when they bring their young the, their young kids or whatever, they're, yes. they're training the next generation of, of MMA fans. And us as an organization that covers MMA, that's our lifeblood. Yep. You know, I want you all to come and share this with your family and bring your kids along and have the UFC do what's needed to make sure that you guys are happy because – Ultimately, if the sport keeps thriving, we're able to still keep, still keep fucking <laughs> we working. We have a job. You know? Uh, but regardless, uh, I can see, you know, and the the funny thing is, the way that Cowboy is, and, and what's happened in the past, let me, to, to, to go behind the curtain, a lot of times if a, a main headliner pulls the, I'm not going to fucking do this during the fight week because I need to focus on the fight shit, so I'm not going to go to your media event, a lot of times their opponent has the same option. That they could say, okay, well, fuck it. Mm-hmm. If Connor's not going to go to this open workout or do whatever, then I don't want to do it as well. The thing about Cowboy, though, is he might not fucking work out. If he, if he Say if they like, we would love to have Cowboy and Connor at the open workout. If Connor's like, no, I need to focus on the fight, I guarantee Cowboy's probably still going to be like, I'll show up and do a fan well, session. Well, like Ca- Cowboy never works out at open workouts, but what does he do? He goes, he gets up on stage and he goes, and he talks. And he goes, hey, thank you, everybody. He's like, hey, the real show's on Saturday night. Y'all don't want to see me hitting pads, but I'll tell you what, I'll come down there yep. and I'll take a picture and, and, and with every single one of you until yep. the whole place is done. And he will. He'll stay yep. there for an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it takes to take a picture with every single yep. person. And I guarantee that's probably what's going to happen in this situation. I mean, maybe we'll be surprised and, and Connor will come to a, a QA, but my whole thoughts for this whole week is outside of the most mandatory things, whether it be just the press conference and the uh, the weigh-in shit that he has to do, I guarantee the line is going to be I'm focused on this fight. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with me during this fight week kind of deal. I mean, they're obligated throughout uh, the year to do a certain amount of or, or, or for the event to do a certain amount of promotion whether that however that works out that doesn't really entail that they need to do every event during a fight week if they've met the obligations if they're doing enough stuff if he's did a spot or if he's done whatever so uh it'll be interesting i almost think that maybe that that press conference might be one of the only times we see him. I agree. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. You know? I think I don't think we see him on Thursday. I could be wrong. Yeah, I could be wrong. Well, I, I'm 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 interested to see how this whole next week plays out. I, I guess my my biggest takeaway one week out is the fact that you know 
if I think that people that say I don't feel the buzz right now, I don't see yep. the buzz, I think they're right. And I think the people that say this is going to be a huge success, it's going to be a huge fight, they're also right. You know what I mean? I think it all depends on where your perspective is, either within the bubble or outside the bubble of how you see things right now. But at the end of the day, yep. once Connor starts working his magic, I think even the hardcores are going to be excited. Because let's be honest, yep. regardless of how you feel about Connor McGregor, he is an absolutely electric personality, yeah. man, and he, he 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 grabs your attention. It's and it's crazy, and I know it'll eventually come a conversation. I know it's the, also been the thing that has been stuff that we've written about the way that ESPN's promoting it, the way that others are promoting it. The thing that's interesting about this one, and what kind of sucks in the sense of if a lot of fans don't see them during the fight week, when you look at the card, I, I could probably walk to anybody and be like, "Who's the co-main event?" Right. Who's 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 on the main Most card? Most people probably wouldn't know. Nobody fucking knows. I mean, and I don't feel it's and even when you don't you hear from the UFC, I don't I haven't seen a one promotion at all talking about anybody else outside of Connor and Cowboy. Right. And you look at the card and here we are. We're going to of course going to go in and we're going to interview prelim people. We're going to interview as many main card people as we can and get it, but you know, it's not like it should be our job to promote this card right. and do it. I mean, like we will try to find the stories that are out there to give you diehards what you want to do because we love the stuff just as much as you guys. But it's just fucking crazy. You this is as much you, of a boxing card as perhaps the is, UFC has ever had. That is a perfect way of thinking about this because all anybody knows about this card is the fact that Connor and Cowboy are fighting at the top of the bill. When you look down the line. I, I bet if you I could grab ten fucking people off the side of the street, and not one other person on the card would be named. I'll tell you what's crazy to me, and this is this is like super behind the scenes talk or whatever. But we were having some discussions about uh, just you know treatment of this uh, event and how we call things and title things and whatever because it's cowboy, it's Cerrone. It's a, yeah. Donald Cerrone is googling better right now than Cowboy Cerrone is, which is crazy. Which tells me. Because nobody in the industry calls him Donald Cerrone. Like, it almost feels weird to, to, to type the name Donald Cerrone. That's Cowboy Cerrone, yeah. you know? Well, we've done a good job always putting his name in his we L3. Do, and, but, and a lot I'm of people saying, do that. If it was common parlance, yeah. it's Cowboy Cerrone, right? True. So to see that people are that, – that, that Donald Cerrone is out Googling tells me that most of the people that are trying to find out about stuff with, with Cowboy Cerrone are people that are not normally fans. They're trying to find out who this guy is. They're trying to learn Could be. about what this guy is and and who this who this you know opponent basically is yeah. because that's what it is to a lot of people. I, and I get that. I could see that, but I wouldn't be surprised if people, especially when you know maybe even the diehards of people that follow a lot of shit, they they understand when they read it. None of us as media are labeling as. I mean, we might put Donald and then you know quote Cowboy mm-hmm. Cerrone, but I think most of them realize and are smart enough to know that. If I need to search for this person, I need to put his real name. Because unlike in Brazil where they go by their nicknames, right. you know, uh, maybe they just realize. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I've never really seen a point where we could say, oh, okay, Cowboy Cerrone is the number one trending phrase as opposed to the Donald or whatever. But maybe it's the fact that they're educated enough to know that that's his first name. Because it's not like they're they're getting that from the fucking promos from ESPN or whatever. Oh, taking you know? shots. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, they're billing him as Cowboy, and they're billing him as whatever. So, I mean, if Donald's trending, they're not getting it from that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I just wonder. I mean, is it the fact that – Nope, I'll prove you wrong. Look at the Google Trends right there for Quentin Jackson and Rampage Jackson. Yeah. There's Rampage. There's Quentin. Nobody's Googling for Quentin Jackson. Well, that, well that's because Bellator was bill, 
Bellator always builds them as rampage. Oh, that's true. They don't ever. They don't ever fucking. Why well, gotta shoot holes in my theory, dog? Why no, I'm just saying. Why can't like, you just tell me, like John? That's a great. That's a great. I, I mean, I'm just get kidding. That. I'm just get kidding. That, but I mean, like. Bellator fully embraces, and I mean, they probably put Rampage on the fucking posters or something. Oh, sure you, they you never know, but um, but that's a larger than life personality, though. Rampage Jackson, like he is Rampage, uh, but I don't know, I don't know. Um, it, so I wouldn't say it's just because it's, it's just the, like the non, because I, I I think that the people that are educated enough know that his name is actually Donald. I would think that it would be the super casuals that'd be like, oh, I stumbled upon this guy. His name's Cowboy. You're like, well, it's not actually his name. His name's Donald. It'd be our our listeners that are off to the side. They're like, his name's Donald, you <laughs> dumb fuck. <laughs> you know, he's not an actual cowboy. Uh, but regardless, uh, going back to the fact that, I, you know, who dropped the ball it, it, when it comes to promoting this? Because it doesn't feel like it was just a matter of, hey, you know, here's Connor and here's Cowboy. But, I mean, look at the rest of the card. Nobody's talking about the rest of the card in general. And when you look at it and you go down the line, there are some really, really good fights. I mean, mm-hmm. I like the co-main. Is it, is it the biggest co-main? No, it isn't. I mean, it has some good names of people that have had titles and people that have been, uh, yeah. you know, perennial contenders. It's a rematch. There's some history there. You know, I mean, you got Maurice Green. As the the third from the top, which that's an odd that's an odd that's space, an though. odd placement. I, I mean, I get it because they're heavyweights. You know, people want to see a big bang, but you probably could have started the main uh, card off with something like that. But uh, you know, it it it's tough. But when you look at when you take brass tacks and you go down to it, like that that the Sabina Matsu JJ Aldrich fight to start the event, that's fucking awesome fight. But that is a diehard like MMA fan kind of fight and then when you look at the last of the the night Mataferi and Barber could have easily opened the main card mm-hmm. so I like the fact that they're going to call it the future prelim or something like that like that's an outstanding fight um I almost oh, people are gonna fucking hate me for saying this I mean I almost would have rather seen that fight on the main card than Alexi Olenek and Maurice Green or at least certainly move them down further I mean, I get it with the big guys going and and, and banging and throwing heavy hands. I don't disagree with that. But, I mean, I, I, but that could also be a giant fucking stinker. It could be of a fight, you know, or maybe we're gonna get. That it's an it's to me it's, it's an option in the first fucking even, minute. You even know? I mean, look, you got Andre Feely versus Sadiq Yusuf on the prelims. You're telling me that yeah. wouldn't be a. I mean, that's, that's gonna a be fight. a banger. That's a hell of a fight. Now I can understand ESPN saying we want that on ESPN because we're trying to push those sales. But come on, man. I mean, again, I don't know that you need to push the sales on this one. So. To put Feely and Yusuf on the main Especially card. Especially whole, like, and you're right, and you're touching on that. I'm sorry to interrupt. The whole fucking, like, everybody's like, oh, this is on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, brother, you're not fucking getting this. It with is your, funny. With your, what is it, four ninety nine? Four ninety nine. You're four ninety nine. You're not getting, you're just getting the right to fucking hop in there. And, uh, can you buy a pay-per-view without having the subscription? No, you have to so have So you have to have yes. it. Yes. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's just fucking whatever with that, <laughs> with that shit. And I get it. I get it. Good on them. I mean, they fucking were smart when it comes to, you know, yeah, we want to be able to hold these pay-per-view. But, oh, yeah, by the way, to even get in the door to buy it, you have to already buy something. Um, kudos to them. I mean, because that's just incredible because I'm pretty sure you don't have to do that with Fight Pass. 
if you want to buy it, if you wanted to buy a pay per view, you could have just bought a pay per view without true. buying yeah. a fight pass. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, they yeah. took it one step further That's true. and put a paywall. Yeah, you had to have an account, one. but you didn't necessarily have to have a subscription. Right. Now you have to have an account and a, and subscription. a paid subscription. So I mean, I you could you could subscribe for a month, but yeah. but still, it's just crazy. But when you look down the line, I mean. This is a good, solid card. Every fight along the line, I think, something for a diehard would like, okay, yeah, that's a good fight. That's a good fight. You know, this is yes. a good fight. It's just crazy because all we're hearing about, and 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 you're right when you bring out the whole this the is ESPN like one of those prelim section. Card. The ESPN prelim section could be four bangers in a row. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's funny because I love the fight, and I, I just feel bad that. A lot of these fighters, they're going to be more than happy to be fighting on a Connor card because they realize what the Connor cards and especially the eyeballs that it's going to attract. But um, it's just, I, I feel bad that they're getting, we're getting sort of the normal slight. And what's going to happen is they're going to do a media day just like they've done recently. And they're going to slap every fucking person in a room and be like, go, get as many as you can. We're going to put every person out there, which at least good on that because they're getting, because there's a lot of fight cards. Uh, a lot of like fight night cards and whatever, where half of these fighters wouldn't even get asked to come sit into the event. Right. So at least in this event, more than likely, we're going to see the opportunity to get a hold of everybody. Um, but it sucks that that's the only time you're really hearing about this, you know. And then it feels like it's on our job to promote the fact that this guy's on a card because you're going to get the people and we're going to put some out and somebody's going to be like, oh, fuck, I had no idea this person was on the card. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, I get it, but it's like, you have a huge budget to promote these people. If you're going to put out 10 promos, how about you just put one promo out that just lists everybody? Sir, just sir. says everybody. What kind of silliness are you talking about? You know, something. <laughs> they should have, that's the kind of thing where if there was, I imagine if there was a fighter union, there would have to be guaranteed promotion if you're on a fight card. That would be something I would lobby for, that if you're actually on a fight card, you need to you need to be guaranteed some sort of promo or some sort of promotion from the uh, promoter because what are they doing now? Like at least just flash the card up or flash something. Flash the fucking card. Do yeah. something. There's not any sort of promos. There's no guarantee that anybody on the lower parts of the card ever make it onto a broadcast advertisement ever. They're not going to be on a billboard that you see on the wall. They're not going to be on a bus that passes you on a card. So when do you see it? Because I went to your website and I pulled up the fight card. That would be the kind of shit, if I was lobbying for a fighter union or whatever, one of the very first things I would say is, you need to fucking do your job to promote me as a promoter. I'm on your Never fight card. Never thought about that. You know? That's not, it's not, it's not a bad idea. I would push for that because right now, I mean, there's – they don't. And it's almost it's like there's a contractual thing. requirement, at least for the people on the main card, that it has to be shown or something right. like that. You know, even this, they're like, it's oh, hey, you're obligated to do these media events. Oh, okay. So I have to come to your event to promote myself. Right. But what are you doing to promote me? What are you me? doing to promote me outside of this? Well, I never even really thought about that. That you is know? something you could argue for if you had a if you if had, you a, had union a union or a fighter's if you association. Had some sort of bargaining, collective bargaining. That's the kind of shit I would start. Obviously, pay, health care, all that other shit. The stuff that you always think about. Of course, that's the big, yeah. big ticket that's, that's item. That's way down the list, but yeah. it is something that could be on there. But it's something that could be on there because, you know, I'm sure these guys are like, oh, yeah, I'm fighting on that Connor thing, you know, but somebody's like, oh, can I can I watch something about it? Can I see – am I going to see you on a commercial? No, probably not. No, no sorry. Probably, <laughs> sorry, you won't. You know. 
Well, that kind of sucks. So. It's going to be an interesting fight week for sure, man. It, it is. Uh, it will be good to to have Connor back and and uh, I say it's going to get attention. It's going to be. I hope the Irish win. show up because even on the granted on the it, craziest it of craziest weeks, those motherfuckers shut down traffic. You know, as they're going across. You know, like. And what's funny, because it probably wouldn't work anywhere else. Like, if, if they were in Manhattan trying to shut down streets to do whatever, like, the cops are going to shut that shit way the yeah. fuck down really quickly. Plus, their people would just run over them. Or they would just run the fuck yeah. over <laughs> You're right. They're like, I had a green motherfucker. Yeah. I've been waiting for that green for an hour. Sorry. Uh, but in Vegas, people would just kind of take it, and they're like, oh, okay. There's revelers here in town. Mm-hmm. Let them do their thing. They'll pass. This shall pass, and we will move along, you know. Uh, it's fun when they actually come and bring it because the whole fight week it does change things. It's just so much more fun. I mean, regardless, we're gonna be doing these crazy long hours, regardless. So if there's those moments where you see something that's outside the norm, where you see these moments of like joy or just elation from fans getting having a good time, every time I see that, it like resparks a little. A little something in you in a fight week, and I don't know if, if that makes sense. No, but, it does. But, it kind of recharges you a little bit, it like when, when, you, when you're kind of the grind is getting to you a right. little bit, and you've been on your feet for 14 hours. And right. Not that you're not again, not to complain. Our job is not the worst job by right. any stretch. But yeah, when you're starting to like go through the motions because it's been a long day, right. and you're thinking about what else is you know okay, what do I got to process? Do what this, do I need to I get done? Do this, do you're this. starting to go through the motions, and then you get. That scene of these crazy Irish people, you know, waving the banners about yelling, and you're right. All Pure of a sudden, joy. Yeah, all they, of a sudden, you get taken aback. Like, <clears throat> I'll be honest, today, you know, the guys at MMA Junkie um, pulled up the the video of Conor McGregor in that Rio bar. Uh, you know, the famous scene where he, where he tore up uh, the, the picture of Jose Aldo, and and that was my footage. Uh, but to be honest, I had just totally forgotten about. It. I mean, so many things have happened right. between then and now. So to go back and relive that, yeah. but reliving it from an actual like viewer's point of view, not like, oh my god, I hope the lighting is okay. Oh my god, is the focus okay? Should I turn here? Where is he going to move next? I'm in this crazy crowd. How do we get around these people? You know, the stuff that because at the moment, at the moment, I was just like, oh my god, is this going to even turn out? What is you know, blah 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 blah. Right. But to go back and watch it today and and, and bring myself back to that crowded bar, you know. Doing the, I mean, it's not like there's a media section where you can yeah. set up your camera yeah. and all that, and, and just you know all the panic and like, oh, is this gonna work? Is it to to watch it and be and and, and get to see it from the outside yeah. in? I think that's you know it reached. I was like, wow, that was really cool, man, to be that's a part it. of that. That's it. I mean, it, even when people a lot of times are like, oh man, when you look back at the like the whole Mayweather McGregor shit, you know, what are your thoughts on that? You know. It's those moments where when you're in the mix of it, it's work and it like it can suck a lot at those times. But when you realize and you look back and you're like, that was something pretty special. And, you yeah. know, and you're glad that you you're able to at least sort of Rolodex those moments in your head because a lot of it makes it helps make it uh, worthwhile that you're what you're seeing and what you're being a part of is something special because we could tell it to ourselves till we're all blue in the face. But until you see it on the face of somebody else that's there experiencing it, then you're like, fuck yeah, I thought that's what it was. Yeah. I thought that this was – this is what this felt like, you know. So I hope the fans come in droves. I mean, like Cowboy regardless, I think part of that uh, U.S. fans in general uh, are are very reserved in the sense of being very, very vocal because they tend to like everybody on the fucking card. And I have no problem with that because I'm actually sort of the same way. Um 
even when there's a Brazil card and I know that there's an American fighting on, I like the Brazil fighters as well. So I'm kind of happy that everybody sort of fucking wins. Um, but to be able to see people that are so into it and supporting their particular fighter and then just and are embracing the whole thing, it's just fantastic to see. I mean, but it's the same thing that in other sports you see as well. You know, like if you go and you see tailgating for your favorite college team or going to a professional sporting event when you see people that are, you know, face painted up and doing all their stuff. These fight weeks, when those moments happen, that is it for us. This is, those are the only moments where we get to sort of have that tailgating sort of moment in our particular sports because of the, the, the fight day itself. You know, you're outside the event maybe waiting and then you're inside and then it's craziness and you're drinking, you're doing all this shit, but to see it during the rest of the week kind of gets that feel like other major sports yep. get, you know, so it's kind of nice to see. So I don't know. I'm excited for that uh, because it's just, you know, there is no fight week like a Connor fight week. And I just, part of me like a junkie is like, I hope, and I mean like a legit junkie is that I want that buzz. I want the feeling of like what yeah. it, because every time it isn't, I'm like, ugh. I wish it would be as good as it was before, you know. One, one more bump, one more something. Let me, <laughs> let me go back for more. Maybe it'll get there, you know. Well, and I hope that this week will get there. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm more excited about this. I know it sounds kind of silly, but you know, I, and I've been open about it. I haven't enjoyed the build up to the last couple fights, man. You know, just the, the, the you know, the Dagestani rat and all this stuff, man. It's just like, oh, come on, man. You know. I just didn't enjoy that at all, man. I felt like it went too far. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I think Connor's taking a very uh, strategic approach, and uh, it seems like now he's Mr. Nice Guy on, on social media everywhere, and, and that's cool. But I, I don't know. I'm kind of anxious to see how that plays out on Fight Week. I'm, I'm more excited about it because I feel like we're not going to have so much just let me puff out my chest and prove what a bigger gangster I am than you, which I don't. I'm I'm kind of over at this yeah, point in my life. Yeah, man. Plus, too. I mean, what are you going to say against a family guy like Donald? Like, uh, you spend way too much of your your no expendable income on boats and things, Donald. You rat. <laughs> you know, tough to I come mean, it, yeah, it's, it's tough to find some more uh, junk on him. But also, too, I think he's got a lot more possible stuff that somebody could say against him. I think it's better to just play it play it closer to the sleeve and just worry about the fight and just let other stuff play out. But I mean, you know, Donald's not the kind to really get pulled into something. So I almost don't want to see it. And for me, that's completely fine. I don't need Connor out there talking trash to be excited to watch Connor fight. I know Donald's that's not going to say anything. I'm sorry, cowboy for you that don't know what Donald's <laughs> his first name. Casual. Casual. Uh, I don't need cowboy, uh, going out there and saying thing because I already know what he's going to bring, you know? So, I'm so excited about this that it's it's going to be incredible to see, um, but I just hope that there are some just the extra stuff because I know the fight's going to deliver, mm -hmm. but it would be nice knowing that once we start Tuesday and we hit the ground and we start getting it, that I just kind of want that whole week to have a buzz to it because I know it's going to be fucking tiring. We're going to be working a lot oh, of yeah. hours, a of lot course. of stuff, but it's nice when you get the little bit of the energetic buzz because... Um, one this whole year. I mean, this is what we've been waiting to start off the year. You know, I mean, there's been you know oh, no we're offense gonna, we're to some set, of the events we're set going, the but tone. Like, they are starting the year literally with one of their biggest fights of the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be hard to sort of top this going forward. I mean, there are big fights coming on. I mean, of course, you know, it can be even Tony is is one that means something, oh, and, in, in the, that and that one. one's going to be a huge one. Like that one, 
I'm more excited about, obviously, right. but I think that's probably about anybody. But to start the year off strong like this is is good. Um, but also, it's in the third week of the year, so the UFC thinking like, wow, that's that's two weeks we haven't had an event. You know, they're probably chomping at the bit to see because this this is going to start the whole set the trend for the whole year. If this doesn't start the year big for them, they're going to be running from behind. I saw Dana was over there. Did you see Dana White's social media the other day? He was uh, posting a picture from the Vatican. I, I, was, I was assuming oh, shit. he was over there taking a vacation and just praying that nobody got hurt in between the next yeah. week or so. <laughs> wow. No, I didn't see that. Man, uh, the Vatican's beautiful. It is cool. Oh. It is cool. Well, that'll be next week. I I, uh, I am looking forward to it. I think it'll be a big week. So uh, hopefully if you didn't feel the buzz before, now you're feeling the buzz. Yeah. Uh, all right, looking back, I want I want to talk to you about it's nice. Oh. And the hotel, well, I think CES is starting, or is it this week? The what, the hotel this week is crazy. Like that, the fighters are actually staying at the Palms this week. Is, let me see. I think yeah. it could be because there's CES and CES. Yeah, see, if, there's there's a bunch of If it of is CES, CES is the huge uh, consumer and electronics. Um, <coughs> January seventh through the tenth. Okay, so it's this week. Mm-hmm. So CES will be gone. CES CES. You never want to come to unless you're coming for the events like NAB CES. Unless you're coming for those events. Fucking don't come to Vegas right. in those weeks. I mean, that's one. If there's a tip for Vegas, there's always deals in Vegas. And even now, you can find a place somewhere. Somewhere that's not that bad. But if you look and you're picking for days, check the weather. Make sure your weather's good. You're not going to burn your ass off. But look to make sure there's not a major convention. And CES is a huge, huge convention. All the cool fucking gadgets that are, are, that are coming out this year and even forward are are presented at this thing so if you are into gear and gadgets you should have already been here by now mm-hmm. <laughs> because this week is going to be absolutely balls to the wall crazy um but luckily this will be gone then before then because if not it would just be ridiculous for you guys to come uh but vegas does have airbnbs that's it so they're a good place to stay. yeah if you're at vegas if you are in vegas for 246 like i said the, the host hotel will be the palms um, you Which not, they've redone. Really nice. You will not run into Conor McGregor there. So if you're just hoping that you, <laughs> he will not be staying at the Palms, but, probably uh, get a house again. I oh imagine. yeah, he always gets a big house. So yeah. all right, listen. Uh, that is 246. We'll have full coverage. If you of want next that address, subscribe to Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> the, kidding. The we young don't Mike have that Bond shit. will be here. Simon <laughs> Head will be here. We'll, we'll have we'll have full coverage next I'm week. I'm excited. Mike's come. Mike owes me a lunch. Just to throw behind the curtain, there was a uh, one of the past events. There was a video, and I was like. Uh, he was like, oh, you know, you probably don't need to put that on YouTube. It probably won't, whatever. I was like, I'm going to throw it on YouTube just because you said that. And we were just like, oh, if it just hits this number, mm-hmm. I'll take you to lunch. And I forgot he said the whole lunch thing or whatever. And then I just didn't even think about it. And they kept chirping and was like, uh-oh, getting closer to that threshold. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot all about it. I was like, wait, so that was real? Talking so about lunch or whatever. Lunch. So it was lunch. So, uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that. I, I like f- it. I got to find somewhere expensive. Cash out. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I'll probably try to bill it back to USA, USA Today. So I'll, I'll choose something reasonable. That's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, you mentioned you, you, you spoke about Patreon. Since this was a non-event week, I mean, there is a one championship this week, but it is not a huge one championship event. Uh, I, I decided to reach out to the community over at Patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow, our oh. ardent supporters, and say, listen, how about we turn this thing over to you a little bit this week? Is there anything – that you guys would like to hear about that we could just chat on real quick. And uh, a couple of our <coughs> fine folks that do support us over there at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow did chime in. So oh. let's turn to the questions 
from our Patreon supporters. <laughs> Wow, such production value all ready to go. I didn't, you, didn't, I, you didn't even let me know about that in the in the production meeting. Roll, roll sound. No, all right. Jared, Jared Sorensen, our good friend Jared Sorensen said, yeah, it's kind of a muted week, and I haven't thought that much about MMA since that bum of a rampage fight. Whoa. He said the main thing on my he mind. Did say Quentin? See, told you, he's not a casual. <laughs> main thing on my mind is next Saturday, of course. So this kind of pines in with what we were just talking about. And what I like to do in a big fight is imagine either Connor or Cerrone getting KO'd badly and what life would be like after that for both fighters in either situation. So, let's assume it's a first-round devastating knockout one way or the other. Where does each go from there? Well, Pick, pick I, one. Who do, you, who, who do you think? <coughs> one, one stand out to you? I Well, I think, honestly, if it happened to Cowboy, I don't it think it does – it certainly wouldn't hurt his value. Mm-hmm. I think he's still beloved. Um, I do think that Cowboy is getting near the end of his fighting career. Sure. So I wouldn't want one of his last fights to be uh, a knockout. Just one for uh, the sake of his brain as well. You know, dude's taken a lot of uh, hits over the year. But also, too, I want him to still maintain the, the, the possibility and value of getting uh, – a couple other big fights before he's done. Um, he might want to go for, for another couple years. Who knows? But I just kind of get that feeling that this is the, this is dad Cerrone now that right. we're seeing, you know, his mindset, I believe has changed in what is important. So I think if he finds the, 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 the fights that make sense for him, he will get those and then he's going to get out. So I want the, the ability of that to happen. But I think in terms of if he just took an L, uh, I don't think it affects him too bad, especially coming from a guy that most people love. Most people would just be like, oh, you but, know. But the question is, it's a bad KO. It's a bad KO. Um, I mean, I think if anything, it would probably be worse on McGregor's sale. I agree. I uh, think if I think if value. Connor, if something happens yeah. and Cerrone is able to sneak in one of those high kicks that he has right. and flatline Connor in the first round. Right. And this is what's crazy because – Connor is the biggest star in the sport. There's no question about it. And and he would still command attention and 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 social value, you know? Yeah. I mean, how many how many followers does he have on Instagram and and Twitter? I mean, it's it's amazing the number and the power that he has there. But I mean, he hasn't won a fight yeah. in a while. But and if he gets flatlined, that's true, but it, say he gets flatlined. And I still guarantee well, I know personally, when I just think about myself, say if he goes out there and they touch hands and he comes, throws a left, and he shocks Donald, and Donald backs up, and Connor rushes in, and then Donald throws a fucking straight head kick just sort of out of the out of the blue, and it catches Connor and knocks him the fuck out. Right. I would still want to watch Connor fight Habib. I was going to say, so, so if Habib pulled a Henry Cejudo, if Habib <laughs> is on social media afterwards and said, I know we saw Connor get knocked out, but it looked like a fluke to me. Yeah. Let's do this again, buddy. I would still want to watch it. <laughs> and it's the same thing if Diaz is like, all right, motherfucker, we need we need to, we oh, need to so finish right. this. I would still want to so watch right. it. But that's the only two instances where I'd be like, Habib's you could still make it. You could Habib's still make ridiculous. those fights. You can't make Habib. That's ridiculous. Well, you can't make it in the sense of where if you care what the fuck the division's actually right. doing. But if you care just in the terms of, I really enjoyed these two really hating on each other right. and then getting in there and settling it with their fists. Yeah. Like, I love that. But in terms of 
oh, should this person even possibly be contending for a belt? No, because they just got knocked the fuck out. Say, even s- though it's in a different weight class, it's still a part of like, okay, you're gonna bring you're gonna bring this journeyman into. I mean, uh, the 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 biggest name journeyman journeyman that you could think of. But you're gonna bring this guy in and give him a title shot. I would be excited to see it just because of the heat, not so much the fact that I know that the belt's on the line. Right. I just want to see the fight. I think if, if you could subtract the belt. From I mean, well, the Diaz. But there's no fucking belt in the first place, but that fight's still exciting. Well, I was gonna to say that to me, if Connor gets knocked out badly, the only fight on the table at that point is Nate Diaz three. That's it. That's well, that's that makes, the only fight on the table because it to me, should be. I, I, it should be. But if I'm still of of the mind that Habib doesn't want to stick around forever either. No, Habib wants. I think this might be his last year of fighting. That's the thing. I mean, he might want two or three more big ticket fights, and then he's done. So if Habib's like, fuck it, I want this fight, give me this fight, they could make it even without the belt. Even if it was just like, I don't care, Dana, can I put the belt to the side and can we have this fight and just be crazy? But even if they didn't, I don't care because just let it fucking happen because wow, he's going to be gone. But you, okay, you know what? You, are, you have convinced me. You're right. If for some reason Habib said, listen, I'm about done, yeah. but I've got some unsettled business with that Irish chicken and we right. need to we need to finish it in the cage once and for all before I hang it up. Right. You're right. You know what I mean? As stupid as, as it sounds, there's you're no right. other fight I would rather but see I at that point. But, but I don't know that, that he wants table, that. Yeah, but I don't know if he wants to put himself nothing, through all that again. But when you think of any other fight outside of Tony, who I mean, Gagey will Gagey makes sense, and Gagey is a huge name. But Gagey's going to pull uh, forty. 50% and I think that's being generous yeah. of the interest of coming in there and fighting the Connor. I agree. You know, so, and this is no uh, affront to um, Justin. It's just a matter of Connor's just a fucking freak of nature. Of course. You know, and Justin said as much. I mean, he respects completely what Connor was able to come in there and do the sport. I think every fighter you ask him is going to do that. Does that mean that that person should be able to pass you up for a title? No, it shouldn't. But it, when it comes to the fact of you guys are entertainers and when they want to build something based upon the fact of what's going to be the most entertaining fight and the most crowd-endearing, the one that's going to get the most eyeballs, it's hard to not think that Habib and Connor is the next biggest fight that could possibly be on there. Bigger than Nate. So crazy. Nate and Connor would be second after that because, one, Nate is – talk about a dude that's just beloved and – all the fights have been good. Um, you know, maybe the last one wasn't as good, but they're 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 just good. Um, I just I just see that if it came down to it, but those are the only fights I see that make any sense for Connor. Should he take a devastating KO? There is no other fights. One that he would want to do because it wouldn't get him the money, but also, I mean, what? Well, at that point, it's just about the yeah, fucking money. Yeah, I mean, money. You can't, if he if he's knocked out, he doesn't you, care about. You the can't belt start at talking about point. Usman and Masvidal. I yeah. mean, that stuff all goes away. That stuff all goes away. And, and, and look, flip flip. If you it can't or- get through fucking Cowboy, and this is no offense to Cowboy, like Cowboy is a guy that fights his heart up, but that is you can see is nearing the end by his own sort of admission. He's questioning the things. If you want to start going in against guys that are like, fuck no, I'm in my prime. I'm ready to run this division for 10 fucking years, like an Usman and some of the other ones, like, you know, people always use the hungry line and the, 
the old lion. Sure. Not that I would ever call Donald like the old lion, but in terms of like where they are in their overall career length, a guy like Usman has twice the legs left of of Cowboy in terms of how many fights left he probably wants mm-hmm. to do um, or should do. You know, I mean, if, if Cowboy wants to keep fighting until his fucking 60s, I'll probably still watch, but he shouldn't fight until his 60s. Well, that's what I was going to say. To me, if, 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 if you flip it to the other side of the equation, if Cowboy gets knocked out badly, I don't think it does anything, to be honest with it you. It doesn't I, hurt Cowboy. I, mean, I, I just don't want to see him take a knockout. No, nobody wants to see it happen. Yeah. But I, I don't think it I don't think it impacts his career. So, no, because uh, he could still get some other good fights. And even this was, this was what he wanted. I mean, this was a fucking present served up to him you know i think he's this is a win-win for him listen you know, i'm not counting cowboy out of this fight now granted you shouldn't i am a known cowboy homer yeah there's not bigger there's not, not many bigger homers than you on no. this but i mean you really can't i mean you can't you can't overlook i mean this is his i mean well i mean this is his weight class this is much closer to his weight class than anything connor's ever did not saying that connor hasn't been walking around bigger right. than 170 um but this this is Donald's wheelhouse. Donald's been fighting dudes at this weight a long time, so you know it's all about that power and the energy. You know, gotta <laughs> maintain your energy. All right. So, so outside of two forty six, Jared also said. Other than that, it looks like the flyweights are officially alive. So if you have any possible future champs in mind, I'd like to hear about them. Or hell, any potential breakout fighters we might be talking about this time next year. All right, Macy so, Barber. I want to throw yeah, Macy Barber <laughs> definitely. Let me start with the flyweights. I want to say first of all with the flyweights. I am still, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm still not 100% convinced that flyweight is here to stay yeah. forever. I still feel like it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a wait and see approach. Now, a couple of names, I mean, first off, let me just say, Devison Figueredo. Yeah. I, I understand he's fighting for the title, so I'm not trying to take a cheap way out. All I'm saying is, do not count him out of this fight with Joseph Benavides, man. Joseph Benavides, of course, man, long-time friend of the show, man, been here in Vegas for a long time, uh, you know, just an all-around good dude and a great fighter. And I'm happy for him that he's getting this title opportunity. But this is no gimme. This is no walkover. Jason Figueredo no. is a dangerous, dangerous man. So uh, that is somebody that could potentially win this belt uh, and and. and it's somebody to, to definitely keep an you eye on. Somebody that seventeen and one, they're 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 yeah, so, so, they're they decent. They're decent. They're, they're okay. They probably have a little bit of. He skill. is a he's a dangerous <laughs> little flyweight man. Very very powerful. Very aggressive. Uh, man, it's just a. a I mean, it, it is a tough tough dude. So um, definitely keep an eye on that. Now outside of that, man, Alessandro Pantoja has looked phenomenal. Man, yeah. I'm a big fan of his. Rogerio Bontarine is another name that uh, that I think has some skills in what I, I've seen from him as well, which is interesting because out of those names, all of them are Brazilian. I feel like the, the, the Brazilian fly, flyweight contingent right now is really, really good, which kind of leads me into that discussion again about because the whole thing was about fan interest and about how much the flyweight division moves the needle and all that. And, you know, if we get to a situation where we've got a Brazilian contender, a Brazilian, uh, you know, or a Brazilian champion, I should say, a Brazilian number one contender, a Brazilian number two contender, a Brazilian number three contender. And, oh, by the way, Pantoja speaks decent English. Yeah. Figueiredo doesn't speak any. Nope. Bondarine doesn't speak any. Nope. Um, Man, I, I think we start going down a dangerous path again of yeah. you know how many how many people are paying attention to these flyweights. So, I mean, listen, even you know if you go back to when Dana said we're keeping the flyweights, it was in Chicago. It was the pay per view in Chicago, and I asked him that in the post fight press conference, and I was just like, "Can you confirm the flyweights are sticking around?" And he was just like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "So that's it? You're confirming?" He's like, "Yep." 
Now, <laughs> all the headlines are that Thanks he for that clarification. And, and he did. I mean, but I mean, when Dana means something and is passionate about something, you're not going to get. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he could he could have easily elaborated a lot more and, and gave a little bit of plans. It almost like that was just a stopgap of. I'm tired of answering have, these questions. I'm tired of answering these questions, and I don't have a better answer to explain this plan or something that they're working out of. I mean, it does have the feeling that they're still, uh, without having a, a, a proper exit strategy and also maybe a proper reasoning as for why. I mean, if it ever came to the fact and they were just like, you know, I'm sorry, guys, costs of this, 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 and we just have to cut the roster. We're deciding we're going to bring in more heavyweights on the roster and we're going to do this to explain it. I think it would suck because a lot of people are like, oh, that's just not fair or whatever, but at least there would be some understanding. And maybe just right now they don't have a clean exit strategy, so right now it's just business as is. That's kind of a and then, business and as just usual. Keep, business as usual and just yep. going to keep moving forward. And that's good for the guys that are at that size. I mean, um, it's crazy because the flyweight division for the women works. Right. Um and I think it's gaining steam. So it would be kind of silly to have a women's flyweight division and not have a male counterpart on it, especially when there are still athletes that can uh, put on good fights. I think it'd be but, a shame. Yeah. Um, just a couple other quick names, by the way. Uh, Asker Askarov fights at USC 246 against mm-hmm. Tim Elliott. Keep an eye on him. So that's one on the prelims that you want to watch. Uh, a lot of potential there. And I'll be honest with you, I still like Matt Schnell, even though he took a, a bad step back last time. Um, I like I like his abilities as well. So keep an eye on Matt Schnell. And when you talk about just breakout fighters overall, I mean, you mentioned right away the name Macy Barber. Uh, in case you missed it, there was an article that uh, Nolan King put together, 20 fighters who could become stars in the 2020s. Um, and if you want to just Google that, you'll, that that'll come up as the as the top one. Um, but he goes through and picks out 20 young fighters that he thinks could be stars moving forward. Um, and he's got a great list there. He talks about them quite a bit. Um, you know, included in those. Kind of, I mean, there's some names that you expect, like a Macy Barber. Yeah. You expect to see that. But he had a couple in there that that I liked. I mean, Mike Davis. I, I'm high on Mike Davis. He doesn't have the most impressive career record, but I think the kid can absolutely fight. Cyril Gane might be a no-brainer at this point, but he's fought on some cards overseas, so I don't know if people are watching him as much as, as they should. But, you know, you, you think of the vein of like a Jairzinho Rosenstrike who came from nowhere to be something yeah. big. Cyril Gane definitely has that. Uh, he talked about Christian Edwards, who's over in Bellator. That's a guy that we've talked about a couple times on on uh, on MMA Junkie as well. He had Max Roshkoff in there, who I'm a big fan of. I, I got yeah. a chance to call a couple of his fights at FFC. He's yeah, actually he's a, he's a little stud. <laughs> he is. He's actually supposed to be fighting over in Titan in February. Uh, and he even had a list of honorable mentions beyond that top 20, including a guy like Patrick Mix or Patchy Mix, as he's going by now. <laughs> so um, but uh, So if you're looking for names, definitely check out that article if, if it wasn't on your radar because it had some some quality stuff in there. Okay, moving on to uh, Brent Barnett, now another one of our fantastic supporters at <laughs> patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. He said, good day, boys. That's Actually, could you could you give me that one? Good day, boys. There you go, much better. <laughs> Happy New Year to you both. Uh, I have actually been thinking of a few things in recent times and by no means fun or hot topics, but anyway... Uh, haven't heard anything on the UFC antitrust lawsuit for a while. Has that been settled, or is it just something I missed? So, yes. uh, of course, the uh, UFC antitrust <laughs> lawsuit. It's been settled. I'm going to go out there and say it's been settled. No, it has That is not, not true, but I'm going to go out there and say yes. <laughs> the antitrust lawsuit, John Fitch, Kung Dana, Lee. I told him it was settled. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically... It, there was some activity. There was uh, some, uh, some I guess, proceedings, some court proceedings here in Vegas. I want to say back in uh, late August, maybe early September. Um, 
but basically from there, we're just in a holding pattern. Um, they're currently waiting on the judge. Uh, I think Richard Bolware was his name, if I remember correctly, to to basically certify the class, meaning that the the proceedings can go forward the, mm-hmm. the, in a class action lawsuit. Um, otherwise, if he doesn't certify the class, um, it, it, per my understanding, again, not being a legal expert, the lawsuit's essentially done at that point. There's, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if they could take it then and, and re-give it to another I judge think, at I, that I point. don't think there's a way you can restructure it or whatever yeah. you've basically been told at that point. So um, – there was a lot of really, really good work out there on this. There were some, you know, some financial analysts and things that do things a, a lot more in depth than we do. Granted, I, I consider myself a mixed martial arts expert. I do not consider myself an expert in this field. But in the stuff that I did read out there, um, unfortunately, I guess depending on which side you're looking at, but if, if you were cheering for those fighters to have a, a victory over the man, so to speak, uh, it sounded like there were some very big red flags. Um, in the wage analysis that was done by the plaintiffs. So um, mm. I, I don't think the hearings necessarily went phenomenally for the plaintiffs. Yeah. Um, but to answer the question, no, it's not settled. The problem is, as far as I know, is that there's not really a due date by, like, you know, the judge has to come back and say by yeah. this day what his decision is. He's basically, been, you know, yeah. has to take some time and um, and he'll come back with his finding when he comes. Sometime, sometime this year? I just, they I would just, hope. I, I just don't know. I don't. It, as far as I know, I don't think there's a date where uh, it has to be answered by such and such date, like or, a statute or a of limitations. You know, like I mean, I'm sure there's, there's got to be. I mean, there's got to be some. Yeah, because at limit. some point, because you would think that he would have to make excuses as for why it's not making it in front right. of him. Because at some particular point, you know, you as a judge or whatever, um, you have to do your job, and you have to have some sort of legitimate reason. So Can't if somebody just was table like, it forever. Yeah, and and think, well, why, why haven't it. you looked at it? Well, just cause, you know. And that's the same thing. Remember getting uh, MMA legalized in New York? Even with along those lines, they had all the votes from what mm-hmm. we heard for for a long time. It was just it never made it to the floor, right? You know, it was just somebody finally saying, "Okay, let me look at this and let's let's do this." You know, and it sounds a lot like that, like. The guy has every possibility and has the skill to, to decide on it. It's just a matter of getting around to it and deciding, like, okay, this is my focus and we're going to do it right now. Right. You know, and you hate to think what it takes to to grease the wheels and get it going, you know, just as much as some of you are like, oh, man. Sir, justice is blind. It's yeah, just, of course uh, it yeah. is. <laughs> of course it is. Well, it, it, you touched on it, and it's kind of funny because you mentioned New York. So the other part of Brent's question was he said, another thing I haven't heard about for a while um, is some notable figures, particularly Randy Couture, vying for the Ali Act to apply to MMA. Is this still an agenda that anyone is pushing for, and do you think he could ever be viable or even plausible in the sport? Um, yeah. You spoke to Randy Couture not all that long ago, a few months back, yeah. and he talked about it briefly. Um, very much like New York, he's still bouncing. I mean, this this uh, this bill basically is still bouncing around yeah. in committees, so it's still technically – before Congress, yeah, um, it's still there. They kept pushing it to like different committees, you know. Like you get you get to one place and you get to a point you're like, okay, people know about it, people know what's going on. You know, we've went, we've done our diligence to bring everybody up, and then they fucking reassign it to like another committee, and then you got to start from scratch, and then you might not even have the right people in place to do it. You know, it's just all shady shit, you know that that they're able to do. That's all within the rights legally for them to be able to do that. You know. Um, bills and, and things like that get passed along. And I can't remember. I'd have to go back and watch an interview to see, you know, see where it was. It'd be like the equivalent of them saying, okay, now now your thing about the Ali Act now is in the energy uh, 
chair department, you know, the He's same like, people that handle like nuclear stuff. You know, it's it's like that same sort of thing where, you know, they get I want to say got assigned to a committee that shouldn't have got it, but you know, when you have the right people in the place to do it, that's there's always a way to sort of stall things. But he's still firmly behind it, and he's still trying. You know, um, but it's just fucking politics, man. They're doing they're doing that politics shit. Politics, and if you have man. the right n- money and the right names of people that are in your your corner of things, people will do what is what they can do to just fucking shelve it. You know, because there's no reason a bill in a committee should ever have to leave and go elsewhere, you know, or, you know, if, if I'm not using the right terminology, calling it a bill that sits in a committee, maybe it's called something else. But the fact that if it's there and it's being discussed, why would you ever decide that it needed to go elsewhere unless right. it really was a better fitting, you know, and there's, there's no real sort of checks and balances that'll stop that because it's fully within the legality of them doing it, you know, so... But he was still trying, and he was still hopeful, and he still believed that it could happen. I mean, when you talk to him, he it does seem like he's not just uh, – he doesn't seem defeated about it. You know how you no, can tell sometimes where you're like, yeah. ah, we know this thing's kind of over, but we're still kind of just pushing. Yeah. It, it does seem like he still has some optimism, like understanding yeah. that, hey, we're going to be in this battle for a long time. It's not It's not going to – you know, it's not going to go away easy, yeah. but as much as he can, because you want to talk about a dude that's a busy dude that's got a lot of fucking irons in the fire – that dude is a busy dude. So the fact that he's still able to, you know, kind of keep pushing on it, the guy could easily just run his gyms, work on his career, his right. acting career. So the fact that he's still trying to give back to fighters that are doing what he used to pretty do, cool. it's pretty fucking cool. It is pretty so cool. So he, he, deserves, he deserves recognition for his work in it, whether it seems that it's, uh, you know, really shaking things up and getting things happen. The dude's still trying. I mean, so... Uh, he has my respect for that for sure. As far as whether or not it would be successful or whether it could work in MMA, I have my hesitation because it would basically be mean. It would basically mean that the government would have to come in and restructure the UFC. I mean, the the U. I mean, the UFC would have restructure to restructure the way that they operate. Exactly, yeah. not the yeah. not the organization itself, but it would yeah. have to get really involved into how they operate. And I don't know if I mean can you, I, I guess you can do that, but it just seems like a weird private sector to get involved in. To like, here's this company that spent all this you know investment and money and time and building up, and now you're going to say those business practices don't don't matter anymore, and you got to make wholesale changes. I wonder because I mean I wonder if if even independent contractors that say say I'm a you know uh, I don't know a house builder and I'm free to contract whatever. But I have a person that's making me do things that are just not up to safety codes. I still think as independent contractors that off to the side, they could go to a governing board and say, this home builder, this company is making me do practices that are unsafe or do whatever. And I would see that they would be able to step in and say, you can't operate your business and make these uh, contractors go into a place that's full of asbestos and not wear the protective gear. No, you have to give them and make sure that they're doing whatever. I could see where there could be some oversight in the sense of where, okay, you want to have sporting events. We're not going to stop you from having sporting events. But be able to justify in front of somebody why you are picking this person versus this person. And right now, they don't. there's no sort of justification because I think – if they had to justify it, it would set a precedence. Right. Okay, at this point... You wouldn't you, get your Conor Habib the, fight again. Yeah. 
Well, <laughs> and that's kind of thing because then you'd have to say, well, but it'd be different because if you take the belt off the line, then you could say, okay, this is purely for an exhibition. This is not for a belt. Right. And then somebody could say, okay, well, if it's not for the belt, I get, I get it that number one is not fighting number two, that number nothing, you know, a as journeyman long as it's not is for coming, a belt, as right. long as it's not for a belt, because then I could say, okay, now it's purely an exhibition, but they would have to set a precedent for it, you know? And I think that would work, you know, but that's the that's what I think if it got to a point where they did have some sort of oversight, they would just have to realize that every move that they made had some sort of precedent. So it would make it certainly tough to take a number eight and bring them down and fight number right. one because then they'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. Why are you skipping? And so it would change things. And it 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 does take out the – but maybe then they could be like, well, number eight is from the town that this is coming this is one of those situations where, you know, blah, blah, blah. You have to Boy. allow me as a business to have the, the biggest means for this to succeed. It's like saying, okay, I know ah, you're – That's a slippery slope uh, it right is. there to build in some gray area. It is, you know, but that's the kind of thing. that I mean, but I think ultimately they want a business to, to survive and to thrive and still give back to the tax base or something, you know. And if they were like, hey, I'm an oil miner and I'm going to go into an area, you know – don't you dare tell me I can't use the local guy and support mm-hmm. the local economy by employing a local fighter to be the guy that fights or whatever, you know. So we're gonna bring in number eight, who happens to be from that local environment, to fight our guy or something. That'd be a way to get around it. If they if they're like, <laughs> okay, I get it, I get it, then they would just skip. You know, they would schedule every every fight of a crazy whatever person. They would schedule in that person's hometown. Um, but you're right. I mean, uh, it's tough. But it should it it's at the point where uh, regardless of the bullshit to make it happen, it should be there. There should be um, protections for these fighters and stuff that makes sense. I think they gotta do it on their own, man. I I, I just in, in, I mean I know it would certainly get uh, done a lot quicker. I I just a, a, a fighters association of some kind. Yeah. I get how hard it is to make that happen, man. Everybody's got different interests. I mean, you know. What are the interests of, of Macy Barber versus you know Conor McGregor or whatever? I mean, they're in two totally different positions. And are you willing to sit career. out for a year or more to make it happen? Right. If you're like, well, we are the product and we're going to pull the product from them, are you willing to stand up that much that you will cut yourself out of? Because a, do you know how many people are just itching to get in the UFC that would just that would step in there immediately you and want. be like, you know what? You want to give me what? Oh my God, that's three times. Four times, five times, they could come and say, uh, "Hey, brother, I'm, I'm going to pay you ten thousand dollars, ten and ten to show," and the dude could be like, "Holy fuck, I got paid five hundred bucks." My if last they fight. needed to get twenty four fighters, twenty four newcomers for UFC two forty six next week, they could get it done. They could get it done. Now, would fans tune in? Okay, now you got a problem. I mean, but as long as you had that main card, it, well, that's the care. thing. You got to get Conor <laughs> McGregor to sit main, out. Right? Yeah. You got to get Conor McGregor. So you're right. Yeah. If Conor McGregor was like, "Yeah, I'm sitting out too." Now you got a problem, but if Conor yeah. McGregor and Cowboy Cerrone say, "Hey, we're good. We we hey, we're company men. We got you guys." Yeah. And everybody else on the card said, "We're out." UFC would find twenty four more people, yep. and it would still do. Just then it good. would legit be a boxing event. It would legit be a boxing <laughs> card. Uh, all right, um, Hans Bjorkman said, uh, "Hey, he said I know I'm a bit late here, but how about a check in with Frank Mir on how he feels after the stem cell treatment he had a few weeks ago?" So I have to reach out to Frank. Obviously, he's a local guy here. Yeah. I know he went down to Columbia, I believe, and had some of check the check in. That'd be a thirty minute discussion. 
Uh, yes, when you check in with Frank Mir, you definitely Let me discussion. explain the procedure to you, John. Uh, yes. See, what they first did was this. this, this he this, went this. down to Columbia, I believe, and, and got some stuff down there. So uh, wow. I'll have to reach out to him. And then he said, hey, do you guys think that UFC 246 will make great on pay-per-view solely on the McGregor name? To be honest, it's not that name heavy of a card. Listen, I mean, I think we've kind of uh, touched on it a little yeah. bit, but yeah, <clears throat> I think this is still going to be a big success for the UFC. I really do. Um, It'll be a success. I wonder if big is the right word because I wonder what to them would that mean. To be a big success at this point, I would think you easily have to be, what does that mean, $2 million? No. A million and a half? Well, what would you take? A million? Would a million pay per view? A million would be huge right now. Now, don't forget, I mean, uh, obviously, Connor has, has been involved in the, you know, all of the biggest pay-per-views. But Do you think this it is has the, to hit a million? This is well, it does, so here's so here's where I want to get it. So he's been involved in all the biggest pay-per-views, right? This is his first one on ESPN Plus. Now, ESPN Plus, don't forget, owns the company that distributes the yep. the, the the pay-per-view, the streaming technology. So, you know, I don't know if there's much money that they have to give away in terms of a split with anybody, but before, you know, it was a 60-40 revenue split, which is good. But you're still paying 40% out. So now, you know, UFC 229, Habib McGregor, I believe the reported pay-per-view buys were $2.4 million. Now, I, don't, I can't do the math exactly that quick, but, I mean, $2.4 million, you figure half would be one point two. you're getting 60%. So, what, you get the same kind of revenue on, like, $1.1 I mean, so you could do... I guess in the terms of the UFC, I guess they already got their pay for it, right? Unless they have something specific worked up where they get something. Because didn't they already get? They already got their money for this in the yearly. You're right about that. The yearly money that yeah, yeah, ESPN yeah. gets. You're right it. about that. This is all ESPN money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they have the price. They have the price point. They have the control of. <laughs> They're the ones that brought it up by five dollars, as we spoke about recently. Yeah. Jesus. So I mean, let alone the five dollars you have to pay. Their ESPN's putting that in there, and it's already a built platform, so it's not like that really um, has to go towards building out this thing. It's mm-hmm. all extra gravy, recouping the costs that they put in already. And then uh, we're, I'm trying to figure out the dollar value. or uh, I'm trying to pull up the EOC site. Didn't it go to a 16? 60 bucks. Is it 60? 59.99. It's a lot. That's a lot of money. So that's guaranteed. If you're just walking in off the street, that's sixty-five bucks that they're going to take out of your pocket mm-hmm. to watch that. Um, they're going to do okay, but also um, UFC. I, I could see where also where they're like, we already got our money. So ESPN and ESPN is doing a pretty good job. I can see. Even when you know we've sort of criticized the way they're pub- they're they're sort of promoting, they're they're quick to puff up their chest and say, "No, we we've been promoting it, we're doing it because it really is in their best interest to to promote it as much as possible, because this is going to be one of those events where they're getting the chance to get that money back." Right. You know, uh, there's been other pay per views where, um, yeah, they've been waiting almost a year for you this know moment. where they could be like, oh. <laughs> and if you haven't. Say you haven't got any of that stuff, and you go to ESPN.com Plus, whatever, you can get UFC 246 and the ESPN Plus annual plan for eighty four ninety eight. So they're asking to come out of your pocket if you want to get it for a year, twelve months of ESPN Plus, which it's is good normal. savings though. It's a great savings when you don't have it because you figure at four ninety nine, so roughly five bucks. Yeah, that's sixty bucks. That's sixty bucks. So you're paying plus the pay per view. So you're be paying twenty five bucks for. The pay-per-view. Yeah. So and over, over a 50% discount. Yeah. 
So like that is uh, they it's say a good deal. they say save thirty percent when you upgrade and bundle. Um, <laughs> or see, oh no, no, see, looking on here on their website, it says only looking for UFC two forty six. Get it for sixty four ninety nine here. That's oh, that's because the the four ninety nine is the thing. Rolled they in just there. they just plug. I it think in. the other thing about this pay per view is I bet it's going to do really good commercially, meaning in the bars, you know. Uh, I, I think it'll do really good there, which th- those numbers don't always go reported. Um, but and they don't even need to at this point because, I mean, is the commercial sales for a bar, would that be from ESPN going, or is that UFC commercial sales? ESPN Plus. Right. I don't, I don't think they – I wonder if they would really even – because then that would be a deal with them and their cable numbers because their cable providers, whoever promotes it or whatever. I wonder if they'll ever release those numbers. They don't really have an obligation to do it unless they wanted to brag. Right. I don't think they'd have to ever give those numbers up because it'd be the same. No. With, if they're like, oh, we had 8 million viewers of the SEC championship game right. or whatever, like they'll put it out there if it makes sense. Yep. But if it doesn't and the numbers aren't great, we'll never hear about oh, it. No, and there's no obligation not. to do it. Um, but I would think that, as you pointed out, with them already owning the infrastructure, owning the delivery me- method to get it there, it's all gravy at this fucking mm-hmm. point. They've been paying a fuckload of money every year for the rights to do these this pay-per-view and to be able to get it. This is where they're like probably licking their lips like, okay, now this is the year we start. Mm-hmm. If we're starting the year with a Connor event, like what the fuck can we now do Now we get to cash in. You know, like this will probably be a record year for them um, money-wise just in the terms of – because if you're starting off the year with – well – one of the biggest ones that's probably going to be this year, and doing it with one fight, so you're not you're not stealing from future pay per views to put this pay per view on. You know what I mean? That's another good point. You know, As there's one title fight. Normally on the pay per views, we've been seeing two or three title fights. Yep. All of a sudden, now we're just getting one fight. Just one, because it's that guy. Yeah. It's that guy. It's crazy. All right, listen, uh, real quickly, I just want to share something I found uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and I'd been wanting to, to, to share it, but I'd kind of forgotten about it, to be honest. But I thought this was great. So for those who don't know, my second favorite sport uh, outside of MMA is soccer. Uh, I actually really uh, – oh, I thought uh, it was Lathway. <laughs> you know, that's kind of under the combat sports <laughs> around there. But uh, I, 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 I love soccer, man. I grew up playing it. I don't get a chance to watch it as much as I used to, so I, I, I couldn't really tell you about all the sides and that sort of thing as much as I did at one point. But I do watch a show – as often as I can on ESPN Plus, actually called uh, ESPN FC, where it's seven days a week, and they, you know, they kind of recap everything that's going on in the world of soccer, and it's cool because they bring you to all the international leagues. ESPN um, Fighting Championship? No, sir. I think it would be football club, maybe normally, but but there was this piece of audio a couple weeks back where so confusing. They're doing this thing called uh, VAR over in in in, uh, in Europe. Basically, it's it's video assisted referee. And, um, well, they're doing it globally, I guess I should say. It's a FIFA thing. But, anyway, it's been a, it's been a pain in the ass um, because it hasn't worked as effectively as you, as you might want it to. Um, and so they, they were kind of discussing this. But there was a game in Australia, and uh, the Australian A-League. It was a game between Adelaide and Western Sydney, and there was a, a handball call that was kind of a contentious call, um, and it resulted in a penalty. Now, the referee didn't initially call the penalty, but uh, the, the the video assistant looked at it and said, "Nope, it, it was it was a penalty. I want you to come take a look at this. I, I think uh, you, you know. I think if you see what I see, you want to make that call as well." And the guy the guy went over there and he made the change. Now I go through all that, um, which I thought was a simple setup, but Cole Coffee made it seem very complicated. But, uh, <laughs> I thought it was a very simple. I setup. complicated everything. But 
here's here's what I, I wanted to go through all that too because after the game, Fox Sports, who was broadcasting the game, spoke with the referee briefly about what happened and what the decision was. So this is on the live broadcast of the game, and they have the referee immediately after in the post fight to give a a quick explanation of what happened. And uh, here's what that sounded like. This handball rule seems to confuse everybody. Oh, Can you try and explain it? <laughs> oh, in 30 seconds, sure. Yeah, so for that one, to give you our perspective, watching it live, I, I commentated to the VAR to say that the hands are on the body for me. And the VAR checked it and said that he can see one arm is on the body and the other arm is away from the body. So I asked him to come and have a look. Came and had a look at the screen and I could see exactly what the VAR had said, that one arm is on the body and the arm that makes contact with the ball is away from the body. He's made himself unnaturally bigger, hence why we came out with the... Those are the key words, aren't they? Making yourself unnaturally bigger. Correct. The player's taken a risk. It's, it is a tricky one. It's a very difficult decision. But in our opinion, laws of the game state that he's made himself unnaturally bigger and he's taken a risk. I know every time I see a, a hot girl, I get unnaturally bigger as well. <laughs> I love the accent, though. Every time I was here, and I was like, is that submission radio? I knew exactly what was going to be coming out. <laughs> How did I know the two things you were going to key in on there would be yeah. the accent and yes. the unnaturally bigger? Every time I see a lovely lady, I get unnaturally bigger. <laughs> but I just thought it was refreshing to see an official fresh off a game yeah. being interviewed by the media. And I understand yeah. that maybe you wouldn't necessarily run him to a press conference, but at least... At least your broadcast partners or yeah. something. I mean, just to we've had a, once. Uh, remember when the, the commission made a judgment and then uh, Bennett came. Yeah, Not Bob that Bennett was, came. You know that was very long winded. So I like the fact they're like, all right, we're going to give you thirty fucking seconds to explain this thing. Can you explain this quickly? Uh, that's great. You're right. I mean, I think they would bring uh, a bit of um, clarity and yeah, uh, transparency. Right? Transparency. That's the word. Yep. Uh, to the sport and why things happen because I think we've had a lot of times where something's been questionable happen and everybody says commission are you going to do something about it and they're like we're going to talk to him yeah we have an internal review we're going to have a review we're going to do this it's like no let me fucking talk to the ref and have them explain what the fuck were you looking at or what are you thinking right. and I think it'd be great um, it would make fight nights hell a lot longer if we had a, you know something but it would be nice that if that was just became something as a courtesy um that we could reach out and say, hey, by the way, commission, um, there was a questionable call. Can, can you make that said ref yep, available? Absolutely. Or can somebody right. please speak on it? If you don't want it. the referee speaking, which I thought it was refreshing that it was yeah. just the referee himself, yeah. not some not some representative of the organization. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, just, <laughs> just getting out there and speaking <laughs> himself. I love that. And uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I just – I thought it was, it's such a simple thing that, as you yeah. said, I think would add so much transparency and, and just – I mean, it would just it would just seems simple, and I think it would be a really cool addition yeah. to, to to get people to see like, hey man, here's what the process is, and hey, you know, maybe it's even a little bit educational for for fans as well. Well, you certainly know? super educational. I mean, like you could definitely get an understanding where somebody's like, oh, okay, I thought I had an idea of what the rule was or whatever, but to actually hear it. But if they could do it with accents, that would be much cooler. <laughs> um, that just, just they have to make up an accent. They just have kind. to use some fucking accent, whether it be like you know a country hillbilly accent or something. You know, just use an accent. Uh, so if you're like Herb Dean, how how, how do you think? And he comes in with that accent right there. Yeah, like, or he pulls out some reggaeton, you know, <laughs> accent. You know, well, uh, he came this way, and then I saw that he did this, and then I counted the fucker out. <laughs> you know, or some sort of, you know, some. But I thought that that was actually that's actually pretty cool because. Uh, 
you know, I certainly had a better understanding of what the fuck it was, uh, even not even seeing the actual play. Uh, absolutely you know. right. Just made it it's certainly, as can be. I mean, I, I think in a sport where people have a lot of questions and everybody has a fucking opinion on why something, you know, let the person that actually makes uh, an important decision, you know, clarify why and just shut all this fucking couch, I agree. couch judges down. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. From straight from the mouth of the of the of the horse. By the way, my last soccer related note. Uh, yeah. So the the var I can't say it <laughs> accent, but the uh, the var stuff. It is reminding me. This is how old I am. It is reminding me of being a kid growing up and playing FIFA soccer. And like I said, I love soccer, so I would, I would play the FIFA games growing up. And and as especially the, the early FIFAs. Now course. the FIFAs are so fucking difficult. Well, here's what I'm saying. As the technology got better, so one of the big problems they're having with this VAR is that. It's so like it's the technology is so good yeah. that they're literally like they're 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 measuring offsides calls by like you know milli- millimeters and just you know it's just like crazy. So I remember playing FIFA growing up and you'd have like an offsides call and you'd be like all right whatever you know. But then as the technology got better, you know they'd go to like the instant replay and they'd show you the instant replay and it would be like a millimeter. And I remember as a kid going. No human being would ever make yeah. that call. Like you cannot, in real time, determine that you're offside. It's like yeah. just because you're a freaking computer that yeah. has the ability to tell that there's two pixels further than this other pixel. I'm like, it's the no AI. human being would ever make this call. Skynet. Yeah, and I feel Skynet, like that, dog. I, I feel like that's what we're watching now with with VARs. That Skynet. like it's perfect. Like no, it's not perfect. <laughs> Stop. Anyway, all right. Well, listen. Uh, we're gonna finish up the rest of this sunny Thursday afternoon. And uh, rest up Finish over up the this weekend. Not my job. <clears throat> hazy, thanks, hazy. Keep brewing. Hazy double IPA. Anthony Beach, you're the man. Uh, and yeah, and next week, the same time, it'll be uh, USC 246. Like I said, uh, have some more. All uh, the crew will be in yeah, town. Have I'm some sh- guests. I'm sure we'll have some guests on. I'm sure we'll have some discussion. Um, yeah, all of our good friends will be in town, so it should yeah. be fun. Thank you, Patreon people, for uh, putting uh, putting those questions in there. I enjoyed that. That was pretty I'd cool. I'd like to do more of that. That was fun. So patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. In the meantime, thanks for listening.